You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Chris and Nick Show here on Big Blue View Radio. I am one of the hosts, Nick Filato, joined by Chris Flum, and we are here to break down the Giants' first third round draft pick, Joshua Azudu out of the University of North Carolina, one of the two offensive linemen drafted out of that program by Joe Shane in his first draft as a New York Giants general manager. So Chris, first, how you doing, bro? And Joshua Azudu, are you excited? I'm doing well, and I'm, I'm, I am excited to talk about him because I think there, there's a few things we can get into, and he's, a re- he's an interesting dude. He's a very interesting dude, and he's one that I did not study pre-draft. So I've heard of his name, and I, and I saw him on the rankings and things like that. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Joshua Zudu, they went in that direction. Let me look into him. And I came away pretty impressed with this film and pretty excited. But, Chris, I want to ask you, what is – if you were to nail down one trait of Josh Zudu that you appreciate, what trait is that? Okay, I, I have a tie here, and I realize that's kind of bending the rules just a little bit. That's okay. Yeah, first one was specifically uh, strength, you know, and specifically strength to hold blocks. Like, this dude has some of the strongest hands around. Once he latches on to defenders, that's kind of it. As long as he's able to keep his feet under him, uh, he will sustain that block. And then my other kind of favorite thing is just the, the versatility he has. He played all over that North Carolina line. He played left tackle. He played right tackle. He played right guard. He played left guard. I believe he played left guard most. And I think that's kind of where his future lies. But having a guy who has that much versatility is just so useful. It's very useful. And I think he was a better guard than he was a tackle, mainly because he, I felt like he struggled a little bit out on an island pass blocking. And Ed is just blowing up my slack right now. Apologies to the audience. My favorite strengths, one of the ones you nailed, by the way, grip strength. I mean, this dude, when he fits his hands inside, it's over. It's game over for defenders. I mean, he keeps his elbows tight. He strikes with authority. The punch, it's nice and tight. It's compact. You could see the power in his hands. He has that heavy-handed, and I think that really helped him in pass protection and as a run blocker. When you combine that with his ability to generate force and power through his lower body, that lower leg drive, and the core strength through his hips to turn and seal defenders in the run game, you get really excited. But another thing that I really loved about his film was just his overall athletic ability. I think this is the type of interior offensive lineman that Joe Shane wanted, obviously, but in the sense that he can do damage in space. He takes good angles. He's very controlled and balanced while he's moving up to the second level. And he just has really good location skills because he has the change of direction, the balance and body control, and just the overall agility in space. And I'm really, I think, excited, I think I could say, whenever he does have the opportunity. Now, there are warts that we'll go over a little bit later in the podcast. His baseline traits, Chris, are really, really enticing. 
They are, and you know, he's a pretty good athlete. You know, five one nine forty yard dashes fine for a guard if your guard is sprinting 40 yards something has gone horribly horribly wrong but you know a 178 10 yard split that is solid yeah a four five six short shuttle is really impressive for a guy over 300 pounds uh, good lower body explosiveness and he's got 34 inch arms at uh, despite only be well only being six foot four so he's got good natural leverage long levers and good good short area quickness and movement skills. So he is a guy who can move. He can play in space. He can, like you say, take good angles, take good. He can get out in front of plays and stay there. So all of that is, you know, really, really useful, particularly if the giants run the type of offense we think they might, which if you listened to our podcast on Wandale Robinson, which if you haven't go back and listen to that now, then you can come back here and listen to this one again. But you know, if the giants are running a really quick hitting offense with a lot of screens, Zudu is a really good offensive lineman for that type of offense. Yes. And I think one of the more interesting aspects of Azudu is the fact that the Giants spent the top 70 pick on this dude, but they don't have to rely on him to start. He's not somebody that they need to be a plug and play starter right now. The Giants can start either Shane Lemieux or Ben Bredesen or Max Garcia, and it just speaks to the overall depth. And I think that also will help Azudu because he won't find the field until he is ready. And I do think, and we'll go over a little bit later, some of those weaknesses can be exploited specifically in pass protection. But as a run blocker, in terms of his overall play strength, Those are exceptional, and I love his upper body strength. I actually termed it as he has bouncer-throwing patrons out of the bar type of control and power when he's washing defenders down the line of scrimmage. Did you see that as well? Yeah, definitely. He he does have that kind of upper body strength to get defenders back on their heels and then move them. He he can be a – as long as his technique is good, he can be a people mover – as a blocker and yeah, that is really good to see especially after the type of interior offensive line play we've seen from the Giants recently and I also like what you said where he doesn't have to start immediately you know the, the Giants have a lot of bodies along the offensive line right now they've got what about 20 offensive linemen on their roster right now so they don't need Izudu to step up and be a day one starter. Yeah, I know a lot of fans want to see the offensive line completely rebuilt. And, you know, they'll be happy as long as there is a new name there at the left guard position. But it, that doesn't necessarily have to be a Zudu. And this, I think, is where his versatility comes in, where if you've got one guy who can provide depth at four different positions... Yeah, that's one or two extra spots you can have on your game day roster or on your 53 man roster where you can add depth at other positions because you have one player who can take multiple roles. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place. 
to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected, and 24/7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. And that's the unsung part of selecting somebody like a Kenyan Green or like a Josh Azudu who has a lot of college snaps at multiple different positions. You gain that extra roster spot on game day for whatever you want to use. You want to allow another safety, an extra safety to dress for Wink Martindale's scheme. You want to play the matchups. It doesn't necessarily matter. It just really helps you with your flexibility. And speaking of flexibility, and well, he is a flexible player, Josh Azudu, I would say he has pretty solid bend in my opinion. But one thing I did like about his film, watching UNC's offensive line and their offensive system, is they did run zone concepts, and Azudu did well when he had to scoop from the backside or reach from the front side, got to the, say, if he was blocking down as a tackle, he could reach the three techniques inside shoulder and then seal. He has that type of movement skills. But he was asked quite often, so was Marcus McKeithen, to pull in power gap type of runs and it wasn't just necessarily the typical type of pull where you kick off back off the line of scrimmage and then you you locate and kick out the end man on the line of scrimmage. He was doing the skip pulls where you kind of just are pre-snap a little bit, you know, off the line of scrimmage and then you just skip and then you go right into a gap. So you're basically going from the guard spot and you're kicking all the way into the backside a gap and then locating while square the entire time to the line of scrimmage. And I felt like Azudu did that pretty quickly. What were your thoughts on that? Yeah, he definitely has the movement skills to execute a bunch of different types of blocks. You know, I, I think he could probably be a good puller. I think he could be the guy who could get out in front of screen passes if the Giants want to run uh, even a traditional running back screen type offense or you know tight end screens because they've got some tight ends who can actually execute screen plays. You know, as opposed to you know nothing against Kyle Rudolph, but yeah, his uh, catch and run days are are kind of behind him at this point. And like you said, ha- having him as a puller who both a traditional puller, you know, g- going out and crossing behind the line of scrimmage, kicking out the end man or the skip pulls you were talking about. Like he's got the he has the feet and the movement skills to be able to execute those blocks. Now, he, he does have some technical issues that. You know, I think we we do need to talk about. You know, I I, I don't think they are specifically why Zudu was overlooked by and large. You know, I think that that had a lot to do with the fact that North Carolina wasn't very good, and really the only reason people watched their tape was Sam Howell, and to try to figure out if he was still a first round caliber quarterback or if you know he would be a fifth round, which is what he turned out to be so i don't think people really watched the north carolina offensive line it was just kind of there and it didn't have a very good reputation but that's not really on azudu but he does have some issues that i think need to be ironed out which could 
factor into him not starting right away. Yeah, you know, I I think he his footwork was kind of inconsistent. His pad level, which again builds off the footwork, was kind of inconsistent. But he does have the tools, I think, to iron those out. I agree with the pad level. And in terms of the footwork, I felt like his footwork overall was solid in the run game. I've seen people say, oh, man, he has elite footwork. I I didn't see elite footwork because you see wasted steps. But I felt like I saw that much more when he was in pass protection. I think Azudu is much better going forward than he is going backwards, which is much it's a natural thing. You know, you're better, more equipped to go forward than you are backwards most of the time. But when you saw, or when I saw, and when we saw, Azudu taking pass sets from the tackle position specifically, I felt like there were wasted steps. I felt like his pre-snap stance was a little odd. His his foot was well outside of his frame, which, which kind of forced him to do double steps, the wasted steps that I was kind of talking about before. And there was a lack of confidence and a herky-jerky nature to him when he was in pass protection. Now, can you speak to some of the other warts that you saw? And did you also see what I just said? Yeah, I definitely saw what you were talking about and specifically out at tackle. I, I think his pass protection was better inside a guard, which makes sense. You don't have to move as far. You, You don't have to really worry about matching up with a guy like Amari Barno or Jermaine Johnson off the edge where you, you can, you don't have to cover as much ground inside a guard and it's just easier to keep your feet and hands synced up and you, you don't have to, you know, set a wide pocket. You just have to hold up and guards do spend a lot. They spend more time going forwards, I think than tackles do. And that does work with his skill set better. Yeah. I thought, you know, he there were occasions where he's got good lower body bend but his his stance would narrow and it would his knees would straighten out and that did kind of compromise his pad level maybe get a little bit lungy uh maybe not do quite as good a job of absorbing power as he could do and as he can do when he keeps his feet under him and plays with good leverage, good lower body bend. And there were kind of sometimes where he would just, it, the rep would get away from him almost. And he'd just wind up on the ground, almost like a reverse pancake type situation. Oh, absolutely. And I don't, and again, we're not crapping on him, but we're just trying to, to bring a, a broad and thorough perspective on Joshua Zunu. There were plays against Florida State in the second quarter, a play against Notre Dame in the third quarter with about four minutes left, and I think the the second quarter was at the end of the half, and then a play against Pitt in the first quarter. I think it was around like eight minutes left in the game where he had really poor technique. His his feet were just very very indecisive. He was unbalanced. The 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 indecisiveness and lack of confidence in the feet forced the pad level to be high, which obviously the hips are high if the pad level is high, and then he allowed these these pass rushers into his chest which ended up being problematic and on a couple of those plays he ended up hitting the deck I think on two of those he ended up on the deck and then Sam Howell had to do Sam Howell things and then escape and that's problematic now I think generally speaking he has a very good anchor I think when when his hips are low when he's confident in his feet and a lot of these happen to tackle by the way he can really kind of you know absorb that contact 
uncoil his hips through the contact, use his grip strength, and then you're done. You're not separating from him. And then he was also good at handling the counter moves whenever the pass rushers could get to the counter moves because he was so good at getting his hands inside. But when that, when those feet, because everything starts from the feet, talk to anybody who covers the offensive line, everything starts at the feet. When those feet were not in optimal position, I felt like all of the technique just kind of went out the window and then you saw really bad reps. Those three specifically stuck out on film, but there were others as well. Yeah, and, and I think the, the concerns just kind of all build off of that. If he can keep his feet clean, if he can keep his feet under control, underneath him, you know, a good stance, not too wide, not too narrow, you know, all of that, keep everything under control, Yeah, he has the potential to be a good, solid offensive lineman. I'm not going to say he'll be a pro bowler, all pro, anything like that, but... I think right now what the Giants just need is a good, solid left guard. And I do kind of project him as a left guard just based on that's where most of his experience was. And he should, I think, be able to beat out, at least with some time, eventually, beat out Ben Bredesen and Shane Lemieux over there on the left. You know, the right guard, that that could be a little bit more interesting. But, you know... Azudu, we do want to mention the the weaknesses in his game because we don't want to just pump him up and get fans thinking that okay, the offensive line is fixed finally. You know, th- there is still some development to be done. He's not a finished product, obviously. There there are no finished products coming out of college. Everybody needs development. And it really just comes down to what kind of develop he, development he needs, how long his learning curve is going to be. And just where exactly he fits in along the offensive line, because he does have some really promising traits. And if he can build on those, yeah, then I think he could be a good left guard. I do too. And just kind of go back a little bit to his ability in the run game as a combo blocker, you know, either deuce, ace, whatever. He does a good job, in my opinion, climbing up to the second level and locating defenders using, you know, good short area quickness to close with locate has that broad frame and the length to kind of cut the defenders angles off. And I never really saw him successfully stacked and shed by linebackers, a lot of linebackers. And this is just kind of the modern way linebackers are handling things. You don't really see a lot of linebackers stacking and shedding these days, tried to evade him, but I felt like Azuda did a good job kind of mirroring, finding him, finding the linebacker, then latching and driving him out of the play. I felt like he was pretty dangerous and effective and had a good overall feel for when to climb and and locate and also kind of pick up backside defenders who were trying to undercut the run. I posted a clip. Uh, I can't remember which game it was, but it was a long touchdown by Ty Chandler where a backside defender flies into his inside gap and Azudu somehow had the processing and the instinct to to realize that that player was coming despite being engaged in the block he got enough of that player to to alter his path and then the end result was a the long touchdown run for Chandler what did you think of Azudu's ability as a combo blocker and how did you like his ability to locate players in space yeah I like how he how he works with his teammates yeah that's something I'm not sure how much it gets talked about, but you have to look at an offensive line as a unit where it's not five players. It's one unit with five pieces and you want guys who are able to work well as a part of that unit. And combo blocking is absolutely 
an a part of that and it's a it's an important part of that where you get hip to hip shoulder to shoulder and then work off of your first block get up to the second block do all the things you just talked about and i think there's also an element to like picking up stunts and twists that are part of that where you're communicating even non-verbally and trusting your teammates where you can pass off your guy to pick up the looper or you take you take the uh, player your teammate is passing off so he can pick up the looper. And that's something else I thought Izudu did well. And that's something the Giants have honestly struggled with for a long time now where, you know, they just don't pick up stunts and twists very well at all. And it will be very interesting, I think, to see Izudu next to either Andrew Thomas or Evan Neal depending on where he winds up and how that all eventually shakes out. Because, you know, those are two guys who are very good at working as a part of a unit as a whole, and also really great athletes in their own right. So the Giants might just have some good foundational pieces on the inside as for building an entire offensive line, not just having one or two good offensive line men. Not to deviate from a Zudu, but I kind of, because you touch on the Giants' offensive line, I think this is important. I really love the way it's constructed right now. It was really smart by Joe Shane. But you have Andrew Thomas, and we always think of Andrew Thomas as this young player. This this kid's entering his third season now. He might have a young Josh Zudu next to him, but he might also have the veteran in Max Garcia on that side. So either way, I think that's good for for Azudu. He can be patient. He can wait behind Garcia. And if he is forced into, or if he does win the job, he has an emerging veteran, I guess you can call him, in Andrew Thomas. But what I love is the right side where you have Mark Lewinsky, a proven veteran, a good run blocker, an athletic guard, somebody who is probably better as a run blocker than he is in pass protection, but he's still smart and he understands twists and he's seen so much playing in Indianapolis, he gets to play next to Evan Neal. And that is a much better situation than what Andrew Thomas had when he came in in 2020. And he had to play next to Will Hernandez, who also was kind of <laughs> did not have the best veteran presence in his early <laughs> years here in, with the New York Giants. No knock on Nate Solder, but Will Hernandez playing next to Nate Solder was not necessarily great for Will Hernandez's development. And it could be one reason why Will Hernandez never worked out here. Although obviously not the only reason. There are plenty of reasons why that did not work out. But I love the fact that Evan Neal is not going to have to play next to an incompetent player or a young player. He's going to have that vet anchored right next to him. And as you said earlier, Chris, which was an excellent point, the offensive line, they work in unison. They're a unit. They're a group. And I feel like the Giants have enough competent veterans sprinkled within the unit to really help these young players maximize their talent. Yeah. The, as I said, the way I think about an offensive line is like, do you ever, do you ever see the old Stallone movie fist? No, I have not. Does he beat up a lot of people in it? Uh, surprisingly, no, it's actually about uh, labor unions, <laughs> you know, back when, back when unions were first becoming a thing. And there was a line in it that's always kind of stuck with me. And it's actually weirdly translated over to offensive linemen where you've got five fingers, but one fist. I like that a lot, Chris. And you know what? When, when you said that a Sylvester Stallone movie did not have him beating people up and its name was fist, my mind went to another early Sylvester Stallone movie that I cannot mention on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Let's move back to Joshua Azudu, though, because we got off the rails there for a little bit, Chris. So we talked about how he has warts as a pass protector, and I think that's a fair criticism. But I don't think he's a poor pass blocker. I think he is somebody who just needs to fix some inconsistencies throughout his game. There were plenty of traits as a pass protector that I also appreciated, specifically his mirroring skills and how light on his feet he can be when everything is clicking and his ability to handle counter moves. What were some of the aspects of Azudu, if you have any, that you appreciate that you liked in terms of his ability to pass protect? Well, like you said, he is light on his feet, especially for a player his size, which he's not massive as far as offensive linemen go. I think if any of us saw him walking down the street, we'd say, holy crap, that's a big dude. But you know, he isn't anywhere near as big as Evan Neal, for example. For example. But he is light on his feet. He does have good movement skills. And I think that will benefit him on the inside. Also, I think having just being able to concentrate on one position and not being asked to play four positions, you know, really as needed, where one game you're playing left tackle, the next game you're playing right guard, then you're out to right tackle, then into left guard, your left guard, and then back out to left tackle and then back over to right tackle. And, you know, th- that sort of thing. If you can just sit at one position and, you know, really get comfortable there, get comfortable with your teammates, get comfortable with your center, comfortable with your left tackle. Yeah. I think that will actually do quite a bit to cure Izudu's issues in pass protection, you know, where he's not constantly having to, mirror his technique or flip his technique or switch from a guard's technique to a tackle's technique where he can basically just really drill down that muscle memory so he can act almost unconsciously for his pass sets or drop or go, going forward in his run blocking and yeah you know, i i we, we mentioned tools a lot in this podcast and he Azudu does have a ton of really good tools. I think it's really just a matter of him learning to use all of them and getting really comfortable using all of them. I think it's so understated. The fact that this dude was playing left guard and then a snap later, he's at left tackle and he has to adjust like that is so freaking hard for offensive linemen and anybody to really do when you have to adjust in a highly competitive sport against competitors who are looking to take advantage of every weakness and vulnerability that you have. The fact that Azuda was able to just work interchangeably between guard and tackle from one snap to the next is wildly impressive and speaks to Azudu's versatility and his overall football intelligence and just his ability to adapt to, to unfortunate things that happen on the football field. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, even if he isn't able to be a starter right away, even if he starts out as a backup, which for a third round pick is fine. You know, a third round offensive lineman, if if he starts as a depth player, that's fine. That's not a failed pick. That's not a bust by any means. Yeah, it's still a really useful player because we, we have seen units just wiped out by injury and you want to have good depth you know, across the board and having a guy like Azudu who has that versatility, which again, we're kind of doubling back on ourselves at this point where he can cover multiple positions and he can move from one position to another on a moment's notice. That is incredibly valuable, but also having that 
the opportunity to develop at one position I, is really good for him. Absolutely. And I'm excited to see how he's used in year one. And if he can find the football field, because I think his skill set suggests that he can, but he doesn't have to. And that's a great position that the 2022 New York Giants are in. Chris, do you have anything else on Josh Azudu? No, you know, I think we've covered him about as well as we can, especially now before the pads come on. We'll, we'll have more to say, especially once we get to training camp and guys start hitting. Uh, I can't wait for preseason to see all these rookies in a new system that we don't know what it's going to look like, but we're prognosticating. Very exciting. Well, everyone, I'm Nick Filato. That is Chris Flum. And this is the Chris and Nick show here on Big Blue View Radio. Please head on over to Big Blue View and check out all of the wonderful content we have on your beloved New York football giants. And please also head on down to the comment section and leave a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you're getting this podcast. Thank you so much. Take care of each other and be well. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on the phone? No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.